I don't know why my stomach looks like it looks. It does not look like that in real life. I got washboard abs in real life. Today's episode is about journeys and peer pressure. Yes. We're going to talk about our relationships to like drinking and drugs growing up. And fitting in. Yeah. And how they helped us or didn't help us fit in. Yeah. In high school, I was yes. super straight edge because I was one, deathly afraid of my parents and I couldn't get away with anything even if I tried. And I also had this like fear in the back of my head that I was definitely gonna become an alcoholic if I even tasted a drop of alcohol. But Angel, on the other hand. Was the opposite. Young, fearless God. Yes, or just stupid. <laughs> when, when did you like first start drinking? And like, why? Hmm. And did you like it? I think my first sip of alcohol was in eighth grade. Mm. Did I like it? No. Alcohol was disgusting in eighth grade. Actually, actually, that wasn't my first sip. My first sip of alcohol was in the Philippines when I was like 10. Yeah. Like when you're 10, alcohol, just smelling it is like, why would you put this in your I was, body? Yeah, I was 10 and I think like my great uncle thought it was hilarious to give me like a spoonful of gin, like hardcore gin. <laughs> and like, come on, taste it. And I taste it and I'm like, ah. Yeah. Ah. But yes, eighth grade was, I think it was like the summer going into freshman year. Mm -hmm. And I tried my first beer. It was like a light beer. I don't even remember. It was probably like Bud Light or something. I did it because my friends were doing it. Like snuck in. Got a Did you feel cool? Yeah. Where'd you get it from? We stole it from their parents. (laughs) It was like a sleepover. So we were like, yeah. You think their parents didn't notice that like a whole six pack was missing no i think parents i think there are certain parents growing up that had the mentality that as long as they're in my house and i know that they're safe yeah rather than out there yeah i used to like think those parents are cool because it was like at the end of the day they had done it when they were a kid yeah so they know what it's all about but it was like mine did it Mm. so it was like that attitude was not there so it was just like death fear like my dad doesn't drink still to this day oh wow i didn't know that yeah like he'll buy a 24k so like MGD and it'll last them like a year and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, it's the party culture in high school. Friday night lights, got the football game, you would go, and then there'd be a party or a bonfire or something like that. Drive around, clam bake a car, clam bake your parents' car. That's just what you did. You smoked too? Yes. Did yes. you like it? I did like smoking a lot. You know, it was a progression of smoking for me. I started with Black and Milds. One of my friends got a pack of Black and Milds. Like, we should try these. Okay, cool. Back then, I was like, these Black and Milds are tasty. These taste real nice. <laughs> and then after that, the progression was a pack of Newports. And I hit that, and that was my first experience with menthol. And it was a mistake because then I became hooked on menthol. And then from there was my first experience with weed. And I hit a blunt one time in a garage, and it was awesome, and I loved it. That was a and it was it was a social thing, you know. All my friends were like, "You have to try, you have to try this, you have to try this." I enjoyed that. I did not enjoy alcohol ever. So, like when you went to parties and stuff, do you think it was easier to hang out at the parties if you were drinking? Like, did you feel like you couldn't be at a party if you weren't? Yes, it's like it's it's like a cloak or something. 
like you're walking around or your armor. Everybody has one. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, what do you got in your hand? Okay, I got this in my hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's weird. You feel almost naked if you don't have anything in your hand. I mean, and then also, when you're sitting around a bonfire and you guys are rotating blunts, it's really awkward when somebody goes like this, and then you're like, no. You're just kind of like, huh. <laughs> So you, See, you can't you can't mess up the rotation, you know? That's, that's interesting. When I was in high school, I was very, like, anti-everything. So, like, I used so to... So was that hard for you to socialize with people? No, or? I loved it. Like, I, I thrived on that. Like, I, like, for that same situation, for somebody passing me, I'd be like, no, I'm good. Maybe, like, for real, and I'd be like... But... <laughs> like, I loved it because, like, I got, like, a rush off of doing the opposite of whatever everybody else was doing. Like, I used to, like, draw on my clothes and, like, design my own clothes. It would be literally, like, a regular t-shirt with marker on it. And I would draw, like, my own brand on it and wear that and be dead ass serious. <laughs> and, like, I would wear just random shoes. Like, I, I See, purposely would go off the other way. That's super cool, and I think that that's a different perspective from me because what it sounds like for you is that you really valued individuality. Yeah. You really valued that and being yourself and being original. For me, there's so many factors in my life growing up where I feel that all I wanted to do was fit in some sort of group. So whatever that was, I was trying to fit into it. So it was the complete opposite of what you were trying to do. But I also had like a group of friends who are still like my close friends. So I think it was a thing that even I'm kind of starting to understand now, like I took for granted at the time was like not everybody had that. Like I was friends with the same kids for like all of high school, like all of college and even now. Right. They were like the same people. So I kind of had like a family of sorts to that I was with. So that it, like, nothing mattered. And even them, like, they would make fun of me, but it wasn't like, you can't hang out with us anymore because you don't do this. It was right. just like, oh, that's him. That's what he does. I used to think it was kind of lame when I would see kids just do stuff to try to be like a group of other kids because I didn't know what that, I really didn't get a chance to know what that was like necessarily in high school. Like, I went through it in junior high, but it wasn't, no, nobody was really like doing drugs or anything. No, school, but. totally. So I feel more like myself than ever before and looking back at what we're discussing like adolescence and stuff a lot of it really had to do with me being in the closet and not admitting to myself that that's who I am so the entire time growing up all I wanted to do was find somebody that was like me that I could relate to so a community that I could fit in with and so if it was alcohol or drugs that I needed to do to try to fit in I was trying to do that because I was trying to create some sort of bond or some sort of relationship with people who I would never be able to tap because they're not gay I was literally looking for that yeah and I jumped from group to group to achieve that yeah so then when you were in like in college did you still drink in college yeah and it was it was Was different than high school so okay so in high school you know I hung out with all the cool kids or whatever and we had our groups we would always hang out on the weekends and stuff but then I didn't really feel like I fit in with them so then I started hanging out with people at this like teen nightclub Mm -hmm. up north and those became my friends and I was there every single weekend and I would go because I felt like those people understood me I fit in with them. We like to say music. We love to dance. That's something that we have in common. And they didn't serve alcohol there, right? No. So it, it kind of like 
was the red flag there that it wasn't about the alcohol because that you were exactly. at this club that didn't even have alcohol exactly but exactly. did you guys like smoke there no i smoked cigarettes but i wasn't smoking weed i was never messed up when i would go there yeah. i can't say the same for the other people that were in attendance but when yeah. i would go there i was not you know drunk or high no. i was just really enjoying myself hanging out with my friends and dancing to music and that was something that I felt like I had in common with these people. Then when I went to college, I went over to one of those state schools in the middle of the cornfields. There's like nothing, There's to, nothing but to do but get wasted <laughs> and party. And so <clears throat> essentially that's what I did. And it was cool. And I, and I love the people that I met, you know, over there. And I'll always remember those moments. But at the same time, I still always felt like an outsider. And that was my problem with everything. I just always felt like an outsider. And because alcohol was a common denominator in the social settings of these things, I felt like that was something that I could do to infiltrate these circles that I felt so outside of. Yeah. So I didn't drink at all until I was like 21. Which blows my mind. I don't think I know any other person. I don't. That that their first sip of alcohol was actually at 21. Because it was like when I was, when I was in high school and stuff, it was more that I was afraid of my parents. And then it kind of got to a point where I liked just being the guy who had never done it before. Because mm-hmm. that same reaction that you had, like when I would say that at a party, mm-hmm. people would be like, what? You're lying. And then my friends that knew me would be like, no, nah, he really doesn't. And everybody would be like, wow. And like so blown. And it was just kind of like a cool party trick to me or something like that. Like <laughs> to say that I just, like never did it. And it was also kind of like a like I was trying to hold some sort of record or like, you know, I don't know, beat something, like competing with myself. Mm-hmm. One day I kind of was just like, maybe I'm missing out on something. Mm-hmm. And like me and my best friend went to this party and like got super wasted off SoCo on purpose. SoCo and beer. Oh my goodness. And I've never drank SoCo again since. I threw up all over the red line, like six times, just blah, blah, all over the door, floor, platform, everything in front of all these people. After that, I was like, all right, I definitely did that wrong because it was my first time. And then people would be like, you're just not doing it right. Or you're drinking the wrong thing. Or you're like, you got to find your stuff or whatever. Like it was always, you get, you, did you eat? It was always these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then it was like, all right, I guess I got to like figure this out now. And then it slowly became, I think, uh, ego thing because my other friends drank. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where they would be like, bro, like you're going to have another one. We're having another one. You ever shotgun? You got a shotgun one and whatever. And it was oh, like, man, the shotgun. So then you start doing this stuff because it's just like something to do. Mm-hmm. I think once I got to college, mm-hmm. I was working at a restaurant and like mm-hmm. working in restaurants, it's heavy. Like people, they get off their shift. They got a bunch of cash in their hand. Who's going out? They're out. So mm-hmm. it became like that. And you feel like this kind of like family bond with these people you work with because your job kind of sucks, but you make a lot of money at it. And the only thing to make you feel better is like going out together and wallowing in how much your job sucks and like drinking until like you feel better. So I got to a point like when my in my early 20s, like 21 to like 23, we're literally like four nights a week at least. Like, you were just going hard. We're going to get wasted. Yeah. But when I was at college, I didn't really do it in college like people typically do. 
because I didn't live there. You didn't do the dorm thing. Either. Yeah, and like the people that I knew, it was more like I was cr- doing creative stuff with them, not mm-hmm. like drinking. Like now in retrospect, it wasn't really about the alcohol necessarily. It was just like what I had in common with these people. So it was like my friends at school, I had the creative thing in common, so that was what we did. These people Shit. at the restaurant, like our misery was what we had in common and, and drinking was what we had in common. Right. So like mm-hmm. after that... Mm-hmm. Like after college, you stopped drinking, but was that right no, when you moved here? No, I still drank after college. I still drank. When, I was still drinking when I moved here. Hmm. I spent a couple birthdays drunk out here. I almost like lost it going home from the Abbey on Laurel Canyon. Like you might have to pull over. You might have to pull over. I'm <laughs> not gonna make it. Not gonna make it. So I think I think two. I, I want to say two years. Two years into, well, wait, no, one, two, three. Three years into living here is when I quit. So what was that? I've been here for 10 years, about seven years ago. Uh, I get this question a lot. Did something happen? Are you okay? Are you in rehab? Are you in the, like, step program? And I'm not. Nothing traumatic happened to me. It was just a realization that I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I didn't feel like I needed it to try to fit in. And and I, above all else, I didn't like how it made me feel. What I was sad about, though, was the weed. Because I really did thoroughly enjoy smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, now I'm in Cali, so, ooh. So what? I get all the good stuff. <laughs> ooh. You know? That's that's what I looked forward to. I was like, yes, I'm gonna smoke this Cali weed. This is gonna be amazing. So every, why, why did you say that? Because every time I smoked weed, I would get sick. I think there was only maybe a, a handful of times. I count on my hands the times that I didn't throw up. But I was nauseated, like nauseous. I just couldn't do it. I kept trying and trying. All right, let me just take one hit. Okay, it's a vape pen. Let me just take one hit of this vape pen. Let me try the vape thing. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not even that. No, and it's my body was rejecting it. My body just didn't want it. Like, weed was a really interesting thing because mm-hmm. I always saw that as, like, drugs. Mm-hmm. And... When I started drinking, I was like, all right, I'll do this because you can buy this at a restaurant. It's like normal, whatever. Like weed, like I never really liked smoke in general. Like I hate it. I hate cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I didn't really like like weed. I don't really like the smell of it. And I don't like smoke. Like I like air. Like just regular air is my thing. I'm with you now. Like oxygen, you know? Yeah, I'm there now. Yeah. Parade of oxygen. I remember when I came out here, I was 27. We were at the at a party and like everybody was like smoking weed there. Everybody's like upstairs and we had already been drinking. And when I drink, like if I drink a lot, like I get real cocky. So I was trying to get this other guy there who's like a huge stoner to take a shot, I think. And he was like, nah, man, I'm not doing it. I was like, come on, bro, just do it. Just take the shot. What's the big deal? And he was like, I'll take a shot if you uh, take a hit off this pipe. It was like a glass one. And I was like, whatever, fine, I don't care. And he's like, okay, you go first. So (laughs) never smoked weed in my life. So he lit it and then I just like inhaled it. You know how you're supposed to like inhale it like into your mouth, not like straight to the lungs. So like I inhaled it straight to my lungs and it just like burned. And I just coughed and coughed and coughed and it just burned. It burned (laughs) the next day and like still kind of burned the next day after the next day. After that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. That sucked. And then it was like all, it was like it started all over again the same way I do with alcohol. People were like, you didn't do it right. 
you should try that with a bong or you have to smoke joints. Like doing it like that is like you're too new to be smoking it out of a pot. And it was like all these ways that you're supposed to do it to be doing it right. And then people were like, have you tried edibles? And then there's this. And I'm like, man, I don't do drugs, man. <laughs> It slowly kind of became a thing because out here in California, like, it's so normal and everybody does it. Yeah, like, I remember the first time I was, uh, I went outside to just smoke a cigarette yeah. at, at this bar um, in Santa Monica. And I remember, I'm like, what is that? Oh my God. Somebody's you? smoking weed right now? <laughs> yeah. And they're over there with the bowl, like, mm. like, just in line. I'm like, my mind was blown. I was like, whoa, people are really out here. And that was before it was the legalized. legalization yeah, yeah. And so. so it was like starting all over with people having all these different ones you have to try and doing it all these different ways. I felt like the kid again. I'm like, I just mastered what alcohols I can drink that won't make me throw up or that <laughs> yeah. like, I can tolerate the taste of it. I got to a point where I was like, I had tried weed here and there a little bit, like these little different things. But at the end of the day, like I was still like, I don't, I'm not totally sold on this. Like I don't really like the feeling of being high like that. So, but did you did you look at uh, you know alcohol and and weed, let's say, as like a social thing? Like, did you feel like it was a social activity? Like, you would go out to go bowling or something. You're gonna go hang I, out and pass around the blunt. <laughs> I never saw like with weed because I was so much older. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting that you put it that way because I do think it was clearly a peer pressure thing that first time because it was me trying to peer pressure somebody else who then peer pressured me oh, back. Oh no, I remember I remember another party where I watched you get peer pressured. Yeah. And so like, I was, was like, literally there and I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know guys. I, I don't know if you should be doing that one. This is a big ass bong. Like the bong was like this big. Yeah. And well, what do I do? Where do I, where do I hold? Where do I pull? And again, was drunk. So And I was like, oh my God, don't do it. Yeah. You were funny. You disappeared like a ghost. Because I because that's the thing. Like <laughs> I don't like being like out of control like that. Where it's like I'm feeling and that was the thing. Like with alcohol, I know You still have what, a stream of consciousness almost. But it's like you know what to expect from it. Uh-huh. Like weed I'd never done it before. So like how I felt afterwards, like I didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah, it was like and Puff goes want, the magic Tony. Yeah, and I didn't much. want anybody to see me trying to figure out how to deal with it because it was foreign to me. And I think to this day that's still why I'm like not that into it because I'm like there's way too much of this to like learn to mm-hmm. figure out. And uh-huh. like sometimes it's fine, sometimes it makes me want to throw up. Sometimes, like, I want to go to sleep. Like, it's just too many different, like, Just results. too many variables. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. just like, um, I don't really need to be doing this. As far as your question, mm-hmm. it is interesting to me to think about it now because, like, I never, I would have stayed not doing it if nobody was like, yo, man, you got to try this or you got to do it or if I wasn't around it, it if is- I wasn't in California. That part of it is, it is such a social thing. I mean, oh, yeah. I can even just remember the other, when we were out the other night and we had seen some friends of ours and they were talking about meeting your girlfriend and it was the mention of, oh, she likes weed. Oh, okay, we like her already. It was like <laughs> not even a, there was not even a question. Yeah. It was, oh, weed, like. Yeah. Hearing those things from me is almost like a back pedal jog in my brain of when I was younger and try to do these things to fit in with people because all my friends do it 
And I feel like there's this camaraderie amongst people Absolutely. that that do it. Totally. And so, but I'm just not going to do it. But it, it still makes me feel like outside the circle. What do you think is your circle? <sighs> That's a tough question. I've never thought of it. I've always been family centric. That's always been my consistent circle. I've always been a family person. Every every group of friends from you know my grade school to my high school to when I went to college, I had a good solid group of friends. And even to, to this day, I have a, an amazing set of friends. Mm. But my one constant, my one consistent has always been my family because I've always felt in their circle. So you do, you, do you have like a thing that's similar to that or that camaraderie thing where if some like somebody's like i have a friend who does this or a friend who's into this i like, think lately it's been sneakers yeah i think that's been kind of the thing that has brought a camaraderie amongst fellow sneaker people i think it's different as an adult though when you're growing up you think of your struggle as big you want a big circle you want a lot of friends you want to fit in and some people might still want that i do not I like my circle small. I like having my, you know, few friends that I truly trust. And I don't feel pressure amongst those friends. I can definitely count them on my two hands. Oh, yeah. Like my close friends who I trust with everything and can be my complete self around. Yeah. But in addition to those core friends that I have, there's all these different pockets. You know, Mm. there's these pockets of friends that I've met along the way that I, they're cool, I just don't fit in with them. Because I've been trying that even out here, and even in my adult life. Yeah. Just trying to, like, I go from this group, and it's like, okay, well, we, we don't really, like, vibe on this, on any sort of art or, or fashion or anything like that, but I vibe with this group on fashion and dance and culture, but I'm not really on what they're on like that, and, like, these people have been there for me, so it's, it's this weird... Just constant trying to morph into yeah, this sense of belonging, you know? But because for now, I do know. I was going to say, like, I think kids, like, when you're in high school and stuff, your f- group of friends or, like, the group of people you hang out with is kind of, like, your identity. Like, when I was in high school, there's all these cliques, you know? And it was like, you need to be a part of this group to have an identity. Totally. Where it's like, now, I have an identity. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't need these people to validate me. So it's like, if you're a good person, we're cool. Like if you got my back, we're cool. And like all my friends are like kind of random. If you saw like, if you saw like my best friends, like they're really random and they're none of them represent one thing together, but like they all represent me. Like that's the thing in common. It's like, they all address stuff that I care about that I love. And like, we all have, we might have different bonds of stuff but like at the end of the day the common part is that they got my back and that's all i care about now i think i agree with that i i I can relate and some like drink some don't some smoke Mm -hmm. some don't you know it's like i don't really care because that's so nothing totally at this point that it's such a young mentality like because i was i grew up just constantly just wanting to belong like i didn't have a strong sense of individuality mm-hmm. that i still have that i still carry on that trauma we're all just adults living out our childhood traumas but that's another episode i was saying before like i don't think i would have came out here if you weren't out here mm-hmm. and a lot of people think even that's crazy they're like so you went out to la and you knew one person mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i guess mm-hmm. but i was like i don't know it just didn't matter to me for whatever reason 
because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I knew I wasn't coming out here to like be friends or look for friends per se. Like I was coming out here to like work. Like, yeah, like have yeah. a career and stuff. Well, that's the only reason I came out here. I literally just had this conversation the other day. So to kind of want to backpedal a little bit, you said like circle. I would say right now, currently, the people that I enjoy being around and the circle that I do feel a part of mm-hmm. are fellow pe- fellow creatives, fellow small business owners, fellow entrepreneurs, that type of people. Yeah. Those are the people that I enjoy. And some of them are, you know, 20 years older than I am. Yeah. You know, so that, that doesn't mean anything to me if if we can vibe off of what like, we're what, do you what we're doing right now, what yeah. we're doing and what we're trying to get out of life, yeah. then that's what I'm what I'm going for. So like with that, those types of people, like what do you, what would you say that you guys bond over? I would say is we bond for the passion for our passion to build, to build and build and build, and where that is our priority. I didn't come out here to find love. I didn't come out here to make friends. All that stuff is bonuses. If I get that, amazing. Do, yeah. do I want that in life? I do. But I didn't come out to LA to do anything else but to build, to build a life that I had always envisioned for my loved ones. It's the only reason I came out here. Career Angel's like, focused, has everything together, but then there's a personal angel and she wants to fit in and stuff. So (laughs) when she's outside of the work part of it, she's kind of like, what does she do? (laughs) (laughs) You know, where does she fit in? Yeah. That was kind of crazy for me to hear from you because I think you're so like cool. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just like cool in the sense of, like you dress cool, like you know how like what's what's hot and you're good in public places around like people that you don't know. Like you're you're a good conversationalist and stuff. Sure. And I feel like those are all things that I kind of lack. And so to hear you say that was like to me. Because I was like, what? You feel like you don't fit? I'm the one who, like, drew on my clothes in high school. No, so. but, but you but you drink and smoke to this day. So I feel like that kind of gives you this in of instant camaraderie with people. But it doesn't. To be honest. But it doesn't. And that's what I, I like. That was the whole point of this. Was, like, I wanted to have this whole conversation to uh-huh. say that that is a complete facade. Because I think... That's all in my brain. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's totally. it's so much more about, like... The people, I think, drinking or smoking or whatever is a very, like, maybe icebreaker at the at, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the You're best. Right. But, You're like, right. realistically, right. it's way more about just, like, are you a cool person? Are you interesting? Are you, like, a sociable person? Because no, and I totally get that because, trust me, none of my friendships or relationships have been built off of drinking and smoking. Nah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. if they are, it's like, you, both of y'all got a problem, the, probably. And, and those are just... Like those enablers. are just like your party friends you yeah. know what i mean and you, you have those too but i think it really is just working with through your own insecurities of trying to fit in to something yeah. when really you should be trying to be yourself and it's like and the cool people are always the ones who are being themselves and then everybody else starts trying to like be down with what they're doing. No, absolutely. Because a lot of like the faint, most famous people and artists that you love and stuff are like super weird. And like, can you imagine like just being at high school and like Prince is in your high school? Yeah. <laughs> or like David Bowie, you just be like, man, that guy is super weird. 
But, like, these are people who shaped, like, American culture, like, our icons. But it was because they weren't trying to fit in. Right, but, I, but again, it's one of those things where you learn as you get older. No, totally. You know, because for me, like, I have little remnants of childhood trauma, you know what I mean? That I, that I still feel here and there, but at the end of the day, I know who I am. And I know who has my back. And that circle is pretty small. And it's closed off. <laughs> just kidding. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it really is just, I guess, being vulnerable. Me being vulnerable has given me power. Wow. All of the times I tried to fit in, I was molding myself into something that I wasn't. Mm. But when I was actually myself and being vulnerable, that's when I really developed true relationships and true friendships. And that's when my life started to make sense, is me being open and me being vulnerable. Well, I think that's a good point to end it. (laughs) What do you guys think? Like, do you think drinking or smoking helps you fit in? Does it make social situations less less awkward? awkward? And then how long can you really carry that, you know? Yeah, without any other sort of substance. Right, because I don't really think it lasts too long. Remember to like and share. Shout out to everybody who supported us from the last episode. Thank you again, Sophie. You're the greatest. Thank you so much for telling your story. I know that that's not easy either. So we really appreciate you and couldn't have a better first guest. Could not have picked a better first guest. You're definitely one of our friends now. Oh, and we're working on merch. Oh, yeah. So get ready. We're going to have some shirts for y'all. Ah. Okay, bye.